0: Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your hosts, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Well, welcome to another edition of Ditch the Suits podcast. Steve Campbell here with you. You know, today we're going to be continuing part 2 in our inflation series where we're going to be talking about really how concerned should you be with the idea of inflation? You know, in part 1 we gave you some context to understand what inflation means. We looked back in the day as to how inflation has changed over the years, how it's affected home prices and incomes to give you a little bit of understanding so that as we dive into part 2, Looking at how concerned should you be as an individual, as a family member, with your spouse, whatever you may be doing as an investor, how can inflation possibly affect you? And you know, it's very confusing because there's so many conflicting arguments out there. If you take to the internet and you Google inflation, what concern should I have? You'll see two opposite sides that make both very strong cases, but you're left in the middle trying to make sense of what does this all mean and what should I be doing as an individual. So don't worry. As always, today, Travis and I are going to add some context so that you're better prepared for it's your money and it's your life. You're here because you want to receive information that can help you on your ultimate journey to financial freedom. So part two is going to be a great conversation today. But as always, we want to thank you so much for stopping by. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review because you never know how your review can make somebody else a believer hard to believe we're on episode 23. Uh, You have helped catapult our podcast further and farther than we ever thought at this point. We're very excited to see all the listeners out there, the new listeners that are engaging with us. And again, we just hope that this information inspires you to go out and live your best life. So as always, thanks for being our guest. We hope you enjoy the conversation. And as always at the end, you're going to hear the opportunity that if you should have any questions about anything Travis and I ever discuss, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. But until then, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another Ditch in a Ditch the Suit. Steve Campbell here with Travis Moss. Uh, this is part two of a mini series we're doing about all things inflation. In the first episode, we just had to honestly paint a picture for what inflation actually means. We gave you the Webster's Dictionary on paper, but we also painted a picture of what this looks like in real life. But I think the question that you might be wondering is how concerned uh, should you as an individual actually be with inflation? So Travis, what's some things people should consider?
1: It's different for everybody. Some people are going to be more exposed to inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, some people aren't. Most of the stuff that you see when you look it up on the lo- online, when you look it up, or when you're watching something on TV, watching the news or something, it's more of a generic kind of broad brush. Yep. And the typical model is to, to, to use historical context or to point mm-hmm. towards other countries that have gone through high inflation. And a lot of times I think it's a little bit of embellishment or underplaying. It's, you know, you're not normally getting a, a straight just discussion about what inflation means and, and what right. it might mean to you, depending on where you're coming from. And I think that the point there is, is that depending on where you're coming from, there's a difference between causation and correlation. So when we talk about inflation, if we use historical context, we're really talking about what happens because of inflation. So that's correlation. So inflation does something and that causes interest rates to go up, right? Or inflation, what comes first? It's the chicken and the egg thing. This happens and then that happens. And and these things all tend to happen together because it's just part of the, um, the way that we handle something when it happens. But that undermines causation and that is what caused it to happen in the first place. And because it's from time to time different, maybe the reaction is then different. So when you're turning on the news and they're talking about transitory inflation or permanent inflation, high inflation, low inflation, whether you should be concerned or not, it really comes down to what inflation are we talking about? For instance, we've had, I would say, I don't know what the definition of hyperinflation is, but we've had extreme inflation in healthcare and education. Mm-hmm. Over my lifetime, and nobody hits the panic button. I mean, like you can—I don't, not even sure you can invest to keep up with the type of inflation that we've seen in certain areas. But others, right. you've seen—you know—deflation or stagnant stagflation. You, you haven't seen the prices go up at all, really. They—they right. they, not in in terms of the real value of the dollar. So, what is going up in cost, and what is causing it to go up? Because if it's something that is self-induced, is there a reason to believe that it could change? For instance, if there's a government policy that causes things to get more expensive in one part of the economy, is it unreasonable to assume that the government could change its policy and then all of a sudden what was forcing things to become more expensive is no longer there, so things will drop in price again? So just because you have inflation doesn't mean that you're going to have permanent inflation. Just because, you know, you have to go back and look at what's causing the inflation and where is the inflation? Different types of inflation uh, or different types of goods that are inflating or services that are inflating are potentially going to react differently due to different causes. And unfortunately, when you go to the, the Internet and you search, tell me all things about inflation and what should I do? Like if I'm an investor, which is all the questions that we get most of the time. It's it's all theory. I mean, it's it because, again, you're we talked last time about the fact that there is no economic model for the last time we had super low interest rates, low inflation going into potentially high inflationary environment where interest rates have, have the potential to really go up a lot. There's no there's no. The last time this happened, the world was not the same as it is now. It's a completely different world. So the And the causes were different. So causation is different. The tools that we have to deal with it are different. So what's going to happen? We can all pretend we're going to know what we know what's going to happen. But in in the grand scheme of things, it's all theory. How do I know that, too? I can back that up. If you Google, just do a quick Google search about stocks and inflation, you're going to get as many searches say buy stocks, as you get searches that say, don't buy stocks, stocks are going to get killed. Stocks are going to do great. Okay. Thanks. Internet. What, it, wh- how about what type of stocks growth stocks will do bad value stocks will do good. And then the re- you read the next article and it flip-flops it, Yep. right? Because there's some kind of underlying argument that they're making. And so you find out basically that it's all like, it's all theory because it's, Again, it's too complicated. We're talking about what causes it and yep. what tools do we have now to deal with that? And there are some things that tend to go together, but they're heavily, heavily influenced by today's day and age. It, I've, I've heard them talk about on the news. Uh, well, I saw one of the articles, actually. I don't know if I've heard them talk about it on the news, but I, I read an article and they were comparing it to Venezuela. We are not Venezuela. like Newsflash. Like, like, you, any other country that you want to pick on that's had bad inflation, we are not that country because we are the reserve currency to the world. I mean, we right. don't have the same rules. We just don't have the same rules. So, you know, we're, we're drawing comparisons and we're saying we're going to be like that country or we're just going to be like that. And it's like the causation of their problem is nothing like the causation of our problem. And the tools that we have to deal with are completely different than the tools they have to deal with it. Yep. So. Just stop it. Stop. You know, sometimes I think as human beings, we try to control everything. If we can control it, we feel like we can defeat it and we can make the right decisions. Yep. And the reality is is that you got to realize that, you know, there's stuff going on. And yes, there might be inflation. And yes, it might get high. And yes, it might go back down. We do not know.
0: Well, and you're you're on this podcast because maybe now all these episodes in you just truly enjoy listening to to Travis and I, but I would imagine it's because you're here, because you want to get the tidbits, the news, the information, the context for what I would say most people strive to have, which is to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And why do we go to the internet and ask the internet questions? Because we want the information to make sure that we're putting ourselves, our family in the best position and making really good decisions. The issue is, as we talked about in one of our series on investing, the internet has a lot of hot garbage, right? You can get conflicting <laughs> conflicting results on the same exact search engine page. and how do you make sense of it, right? When you talk about how how do stocks uh, how do stocks fare when inflation starts to go up? The first article you see says stocks do well buy more stocks. The second article says don't buy stocks move into bonds. And now you're left with the decision to make. Do I buy more stocks or do I buy more bonds? It's very hard for most people to have the ability then to step back and say, which is right for me? And I think what you're doing is, is painting a picture that it's different for each person. Uh, and we can't just group all things together and assume that they all work in the same you know, direction with each other. So to help somebody that's here because they really want to make sense of something that really many times doesn't make a lot of sense, this idea of inflation I see the prices of goods that I want to get going up. Maybe I'm making the same salary. So how do, I, how do I keep moving forward on this road to financial freedom, given what's happening? And I think what we want to do is add some context then to how concerned should we be with inflation then?
1: So in the context of financial freedom, trying to get to financial freedom, and which part of that is investing and saving and not relying on a job to pay the bills anymore, right? Yep. So if you, I call it the one foot in one foot out concept. If you take all your money out of the market and inflation does take off and everything gets more expensive, that's putting your money. We just had a a long conversation about putting your money in a coffee can and burying it and waking up one day and it's worth 30% of what it used to be worth. Yep. Right. So you can't bury your money. You can't like, you can't bury your head in a hole and pretend the problem doesn't exist. It's going to exist. And the longer you wait, the more exacerbated it can become. Uh, But at the same time, you can't say, oh, hell with it. Let's pretend there's no problem at all. I'm just going to jump in and, and close my eyes. The problem that we have when we're talking about the internet, when we're finding it on the internet or news or anything like that is, I think, grouping. Yep. We do a really, really bad job of oversimplifying everything from the sense that are all stocks going to be good or all stocks going to be bad? because of inflation? Are all growth stocks or all value stocks going to be good or bad because of inflation? Are all bonds bad because of inflation? The answer is, is that some are gonna be in each of those categories, some are gonna benefit and some are gonna do bad. Just like when there's no inflation, some are gonna benefit, some are gonna do bad. If there was, if there's an energy crisis, the energy prices go through the roof, some companies will benefit and some will do bad. If there's, you know, think about the pandemic that some companies have done very well through the pandemic and some have done very bad. It is so nuanced down to the company. Again, back to this causation and correlation, just because stocks are correlated together because they're all trading in the same kind of market doesn't mean that what causes them to go up or down is the same. You know, the, the same factor that could destroy one company could make another company the next Amazon. I mean, it's just, you, you, it's just so nuanced. And so I think the challenge is, is that to talk in generalities, that's how most people can, can follow along. If I make it general enough, you could say, yeah, good. I, I, I get that. And really that's doing everybody this service. We have to, like, I think, pull it apart and, and really understand that the correct answer is it depends interest when interest rates go up certain companies do extremely well certain types of companies and when they go down they do bad you can have a company in an industry and the industry itself is designed to do very or it's not designed but it's just a happenstance does very badly let's say if if energy prices go up or if um commodity prices go up a lot or if interest rates go up a lot but then there's this one company that's just doing things differently and maybe they have inflation writers on their contracts, and nobody else does it like that, because that company's goofy, they don't know what they're doing. And so they started out with a lower price, and they get all this business, and they have these guaranteed contracts where the price goes up every year with inflation. So everybody else had a flat, you know market-adjusted contract, you know, maybe tying them into long-term arrangements at a fixed price. So here comes inflation. They have no room to, to jiggle around within their cost structure and contracts that used to be profitable and now they're losing money. People, the, the other company that used to undercharge now is being able to raise their prices accordingly with the market. And they're making tons of money. And in fact, they're eating up the business the other companies are losing because they're essentially going out of business. So it's how they structured their contracts and their arrangements. Everybody else is like, why would you do it like that? You look at the short-term profits you're losing. And they they just did it differently. And so they benefit. So when we're thinking about ourselves and what we can do and, and, and the impact of inflation on us. I think a lot of times it goes down back to our investments. What do I do with my investments? Yep. Right. Like we can figure out paycheck part of it. I yep. get, if I'm bringing home $5,000 a month and my bills are 4,500 and my heating oil goes up $200 a month, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I know how much extra I have. I know what inflation does, but what happens with, My investment account that's a million dollars that I'm not using right now. Yep. So the question is, is wow, you know, if I go online and I read all this, it looks like stocks could do really poorly. Maybe I should pull that money out and leave it in cash. Well, if everything doubles in price over the next five years, that means your money got cut in half if it's not making any interest. So that probably didn't work very well for you. But if I go on there and it says, you know, everything's going to do great, throw your money in there. And there's other things that cause market volatility. you know. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I get cut in half just because the market sneezes. So I think, I think what we need to do, and it goes back just to principles of investing. We talk about this all the time. You need to understand what you own. Mm-hmm. You can invest your way through inflation, but you have to pay more attention or hire somebody to pay more attention to what you're buying. And how that company, I'm not talking about the mutual fund or the fund of funds or your target day fund, but the underlying company that you're buying, how is that company set up to handle inflation Mm -hmm. And, and what type of inflation is going to hurt that company? And what are the other issues? Inflation might be the smallest issue of all issues for a particular company. And here you are saying, I'm not going to invest in it because of inflation. You don't realize that that's got nothing to do with the company. It's got, it's got prices, you know, inflation adjusted contracts and stuff. It's, it's going to be fine. So we end up grouping because it makes it easy and we need to not do that. We need to start looking at things individually. We need to look at ourselves individually and say, how does inflation impact me? We need to look mm-hmm. at our, our investments individually and say, you know, how does each investment uh, respond to this right down to your fixed income? Everybody will say, well, bonds are really bad if, if, if there's high inflation because, um, you know, interest rates will go up, and the value, the resale value of the bond will go down. For some bonds, yeah. Well, I think there's not times all bonds, that, but some bonds, yeah.
0: I think there's times that hearing "it depends" is appropriate. Sometimes "it depends" is frustrating. I think in a situation like this, where you're talking about inflation, it's not a one size fits all. So saying something like "it depends" is is really true because what are we what are we trying to get at? What what are what's our purpose to what we're trying to do? And then within that we find the guidelines. If you go out to hire a financial professional to help steward your money and invest uh, on behalf, and you meet with them and they build a plan or whatever it is they propose to you a service, um, and at the end you ask, "Well, what is this going to cost?" and they say, "It depends." well, it depends on what, that might raise your spider sense, right? If you go meet with a dentist or a doctor, and again, you get to the end and do I need this? And they say, it depends. You want to know whether you should do it or not. When you talk about things though, like painting a picture of you want to do a house remodel and you bring a contractor in and you look at a space and you say, well, here's overall the concept of what I'm trying to go for. I've heard you should do this, but what should I do with this space? They might say something like, well, it depends. It depends on what we're trying to go for, right? You could do this, or you could do that. So having options and understanding in a, in a space like that, you might feel more comfortable uh, understanding that it depends is not you know, just a way to get out from the answer, but I think you're tying it back to what's the purpose to what we're trying to do? If we're going to invest money, right? Because we had talked about in an episode, uh, investing, you are becoming a business partner with somebody when you invest money, you want to understand the purpose as to what we're doing. Why are we investing? And then, within that, like you said, you know, through this pandemic, we have seen bringing it full circle. Uh, some businesses have thrived. Some businesses have just continued to uh, grow revenue, grow sales. People are buying their products. People are using whatever they do. They're eating at their restaurants, while others, unfortunately, have had to close down. It doesn't mean that all companies within a category are bad or that that sector of the industry is just struggling, it means that through challenges, certain companies are finding ways to be moldable and flexible and meet the needs of their consumers in such a way that consumers are responding and buying more of it. So wouldn't you want to own more companies that are doing those kind of things? So again, we can take this information sometimes and be so uh, thrown one way or another because again, you are going to the internet to search out Um, results. You want to know what to do. You want to make sure you're doing the right things with your money, with your life. And when you get conflicting topics, it's very confusing. So either people don't do anything at all because they don't know what to do, or they just go with whatever the first article says, and they might end up making a bad decision. So I think what you've talked about in saying that it depends when it comes to inflation and understanding that every person's situation is different is really important for people to understand. And I know in this last part we really want to break this down a little bit further. Um talking back around this idea of uh, causation and correlation a little bit deeper. But anything else that you want to
1: touch on here before we call this episode to a close? Yeah, I would I would say that I obviously am not afraid to say what I think about our our the general financial industry itself. Um oh, Poor pale. Yeah, you know, I I think that a lot of it is out there scare tactics to get people to think that it's dire if they don't do something or that somebody has some kind of special solution over somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about trying to tell the future. So you could say, hey, there's been inflation so far. Hey, it looks like there's going to continue to be inflation. But at the end of the day, the answer should be something like, let's make sure you're not taking on more risk than you can afford. Yep. And let's make sure we understand what you owe and what the risks associated with those things are. So let's make sure that you're not overpaying for them. Yep. Let's make sure that if you can get a good deal on them right now, because maybe people are anticipating something's going to happen, maybe you take a little bit of those earnings and put them in your pocket and you wait for that you know, whole cycle to kind of repeat itself. It's boring. I, I keep telling people uh, that we've been you know, talking for a year about this. It's really boring sometimes investing. And it's really boring because not everything you need to react to. If you're seeing inflation and it makes a lot of sense that inflation's an issue, the biggest thing that that means is, is that you can't put your money in the coffee can and ignore the problem. Mm-hmm. But you don't just go take blind risk. You think about it. Is, what do I own? What's the characteristics of what I own? And how do I take advantage of that? Either from selling high and buying low, or you know, if I have cash, when should I... You know, deploy that cash. You know, you, you could just get back to the fundamentals. And instead of searching for something to do, if there's nothing to do, if you just need to wait and let the time play out, then you just let time play out. A lot of times people confuse investing. You know, every time there's a headline or something going on, I have to do something. I have to do something. I have to, I have to prepare for this. Yep. Sometimes the best thing you can do is say, I got a really good plan and it accounts for volatility. And it accounts for the fact that there could be high inflationary periods. There's been periods where there's just a high year of inflation and then it goes right back down. Right. So, you know, you can't, you can't take one year and say, you know, I'm going to go jump off the cliff now because it's, it's one odd year. You, you really have to be boring about it, be slow and methodical, but just understand what you're doing and what you own. So get back to the nuances of things. Um, and this is why, if anybody wants to hire a financial advisor or is wondering why they should hire a financial advisor, this is why you do that. Because if you're sitting there going, I don't really want to have to look at all this stuff, right? Yep. I don't, I don't want to have to become an expert in everything in my portfolio. That's why you hire somebody who actually wants to do that. Yep. And, and you get value for that. Yep. Somebody who understands. And if, and, and if people are broad brushing this, we've talked before about absolutisms, Anytime you hear an absolutism, you got to run for the hills. Mm-hmm. If they say this always happens, yep. ignore it, completely ignore it. It doesn't always happen. It, happens, it might happen a lot of the time, it might happen yep. most of the time, but it doesn't always happen. And so like any absolutisms, and you're seeing that a lot right now, and you're seeing people tell you broadly what you should be doing, avoid the grouping, understanding the difference between causation, correlation realize that you're unique, your situation might be different than somebody else's. Take your time. Let it be a little bit boring.
0: Some great knowledge, man. You know, what a revolutionary idea. Sometimes when it comes to inflation, it depends. Understand your situation and what you're working towards. Again, as always, thanks for stopping by. We hope this uh, information has empowered you to go out to live your best life. As always, though, if you have any questions, don't feel afraid to reach out to Travis or I. We are here to help you on your journey to financial freedom. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, we hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at seedpg. You can send us an email, uh, info at seedpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to ditch the suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover or you can visit our website, which is seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button, and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to Ditch the Suits. If you have a question, a series of questions, or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit SeedPG.com. That's SeedPG.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode and be sure to share with a friend.